Hey guys, the show is about ready to start, but really quick, I wanted to grab your attention, tell you to have a pencil and paper ready. I have some very important information you're going to want to stick around for after the show regarding updated contact information, websites, and more. Everything's changed. Holy cow. What do I mean? Everything's ready to start. I gotta run. Stick around after the show and I'll get you filled in. Welcome to this podcast. Get ready. Here we go. GOST Radio proudly presents Random Illusions, the podcast where the occult community goes for its listening pleasure. I'm your host, Shasta Ray. Grab a cup of coffee, grab a cup of tea, or grab a glass of wine at the end of a long day if that's what you want to do. Kick back, settle in, and hang out with me for just a little bit while we chat it up about magic. Good evening! Welcome to episode 42, where you will have the answer to life, the universe, and everything. I know there's a handful of you out there that'll understand what that means, and the rest of you are just going to have to be confused because I'm going to let that sit right there. Anyway, how is everybody? I can't believe we're at episode 42. So this is going to be a little bit of a mishmash, weird, hybridish kind of topic episode, because by the time this publishes, it's going to be November 30th, very late which for some people is early on December 1st, so I'm not really sure if it's the November theme or the December theme or what, but we're going to kind of roll it all up into one and see what happens. Plus, December 1st is a very special day. I'll get to that in a minute. And um, yeah, we might do some storytelling. I'm not sure. I want to go back and discuss a few things that we've touched on in past episodes, challenges I've had, in particular, the Moldavite chanting and the Moldavite challenge that I posed last spring. And I reviewed the book Moldavite Magic by Bal Kadmon. And in that, he gives, um, what was it, five different little ritual mantra chants to help bring in certain things into your life. And I chose the psychic abilities and hidden knowledge And actually, I stopped doing that chanting probably about a month and a half, maybe two months into it. Part of the reason why was very practical. Basically, we were starting to hit summertime and I live in the desert. My bedroom is upstairs and I left my mantra beads up there and the mantra and all that. And I bedded down in the living room where I have an air conditioner in the living room. It was just too hot. My bedroom's on the second floor. So I just kind of never went up there and got the beads and continued the practice. But also at the same time, I was starting to get really psychic. And I kind of felt like I'd had enough at that point. And honestly, people, I'm not kidding you. I've never really mentioned this on this podcast. First off, I'm Claire Audio. So that means when I communicate with spirits, a lot of times I can hear them in my mind. I'm also claircognizant which means that you just start knowing stuff and you don't know how. My mother was claircognizant, and I'll tell you her story in just a little bit. 
but it started kicking in for me in my life about the same time it did for my mom in her life. And I think that mantra chanting really, it kicked it into high gear like none other. So I really didn't need to push the effort too hard in the first place. And I'm telling you what, I created that wave and I'm still riding that psychic wave from that mantra chanting last spring. It is very, very, very effective. And I don't know if for everyone, it's going to, it's going to be different for everybody that has abilities or you welcome in abilities or whatever your case happens to be, how you experience those abilities can be different. So one thing you should never do is compare yourself to someone else and wonder why you're not receiving that information the same way or things aren't happening the same way. We're all individuals and how things occur to us and how our magic is done is all very individualistic as well. And it's it's all due to the filters of our minds and our experiences and everything we've learned in our lives thus far. So when I get knowledge, a lot of times it's very strange. Either I can't get a certain topic out of my head until it's satisfied. And then if I ask for the answers for that topic or whatever it is that I'm questioning, I'll get answers and they come to me in different ways. Either something will arrive in the mail or somebody will just start talking to me and give me the answers straight up. And when that happens, it's always very weird. It's almost like they shut off and tell me and then they kind of go back to themselves. Um, I've had that happen over and over. Other times I'll be, um, you know, maybe pondering something and then all of a sudden, the internet is full of answers on that topic, whether it's in my magic groups or in another group or whatever. And it doesn't matter what it is. It can be something very trivial and suddenly I've got the answers. Either I have the knowledge in me or it just starts coming to me. So when it comes to those psychic abilities and the hidden knowledge, you better believe if you want to try something that's going to work, do that mantra chanting. And if you don't have Moldavite, get yourself a Tektite. Tektites are very, very, very inexpensive. You can pick up a Tektite for less than $20 at crystalgemstoneshop.com. And I've bought several from them. I've found them to be a very good substitute for Moldavite. Moldavite is a type of Tektite. It's a very specific type of Tektite, but it's still a Tektite at the end of the day. So I tried just plugging in a Tektite. Guess what? Works great going to save your bank account too. Last summer, I went up to Denver and I purchased a Moldavite chip and it's just maybe slightly bigger than my thumbnail. It's not very big. $192. Tiny little chip of Moldavite, $192. I got myself a Tektite from that website I just mentioned, crystalgemstoneshop.com. Com. I got one of their largest ones they had. It cost me $19.99. They even run occasional sales. You might be able to get 20% off if you sign up on their newsletter or their email list or whatever. Let me tell you what, it works the same. I don't care what anyone says. It works the same. I was in a Moldavite group on Facebook and I mentioned this to him. And I tell you what, if you're a magic person and you're trying to talk to just regular people that have something that's a common interest, do not assume that those people know anything about magic because, oh my gosh, the backlash I got in that group was phenomenal for even suggesting tech tight 
is very similar in its energies and its abilities. Those people strictly go by appearance. They like that green color or whatever. They don't do magic. And I was so frustrated with the hate that I got over just suggesting that I took my post down and I exited the group. I mean, the people got nasty on me. So one lesson to be learned there is um, do not assume because you have something in common with maybe a crystal group or something in that direction that you consider to be a magic tool doesn't mean those people practice magic or even have a concept (laughs) about that. So be careful in the groups, people. Uh, Sometimes it's better to just keep your occult practice (laughs) to yourself. Good thing I didn't start mentioning spirits. Yeah, um, try that. I did not try any other of the mantra chanting from the book. Yeah, you know, there was a couple, there was, I think, five rituals in that book, and I only did the psychic abilities ritual. But I did take Jareth Tempest's instructions the first time he was on the podcast, and he had mentioned a way to write your own mantras for chanting. So I did. I wrote two of my own, and one of them. I may as well go ahead and tell you guys, I wrote my own mantra chanting to be able to use the Ouija board quickly and easily by myself without the need for a partner. And I probably did those chants for three or four weeks. That was here again. It was last spring, but it did work. When I started working with the Ouija board, it didn't take me but a week. And really when I just started truly jumping in and working with it regularly. It was about a week to two weeks and I was fully able to use it by myself. I believe that mantra chanting helped. I did use the Moldavite for that, but here again, use Tektite. You can use a regular old quartz crystal. You could use spirit quartz. You could use lapis. There are tons and tons and tons of really amazing stones that will plug in and do a lot of the same things that Moldavite does. Now, Moldavite may have a little bit harder of a punch to it, a little bit more of a kick, but really find something that works and is in with, within your budget and experiment with it. But if you're really wanting to get as close as you can to Moldavite, check out Tektite. I, I have used um, just regular old clear quartz crystal when I've done mantra chanting and stuff and had fabulous results with that as well. So don't discount it, folks. It all works very, very well. And in fact, if you have uh, just some beads and you're going to do the mantra chanting and you don't have any crystals or any special stones or anything, just do the mantra chanting. It's still going to open up those channels within you to help bring in those energies and get that flow going for you. And, um, it, it's very effective, very effective. I have not put nearly enough attention on mantra chanting in this podcast. What else do I want to tell you about? Well, I have started a Reiki class. I'm enjoying it tremendously, and it is not the usual popular, gosh, I'm not even good at pronouncing that, uh, Yusui Reiki, I think. That was the gentleman that discovered the um, frequency of energy to start with. I'm doing the anti-high Reiki or quantum Reiki, and it is a form of Reiki that actually encompasses every other Reiki frequency of energy. So once you learn it, you can easily work with any other kind of Reiki energy instantly. Very much enjoying it. And I'm going to tell you what, I was a little skeptical going in. I know it's energy work and it's not that I ever believed it was total hogwash or anything, but I didn't know what to expect. 
And so I started some of these classes. I started playing with the energy. And then I asked something of the energy. And oh my gosh, it works. It works very well. And I've barely started this class. So eventually, I don't know. I'm not sure how far I'm going to take it. I don't know if I'm just going to use it for personal reasons. I'm also going to take an animal healing Reiki that's of the same instructor. So we'll see where it goes. But I don't know, maybe maybe eventually I'll do some uh, healings or something for people. I haven't decided yet. Uh, on that same note, I am going to go back to that psychic ability and hidden knowledge mantra chanting. I also signed up for a psychic mediumship certification because I figure I've keep getting all this information flowing through me. My spirit communication is getting a lot better these days. Things are just working for me. So, hey, why not? We'll see where it goes. I don't know if I'm ever going to do readings for people. I don't know if I'm going to do this as a professional thing or the the Reiki is a professional thing. Uh, right now, I'm just trying to expand my own personal abilities and knowledge. I'm enjoying it tremendously. So stay tuned for further developments with all of that. Now, how does that tie in to gratitude and December and stuff? Okay, so my topic for December is going to be focused on guardian angels and angels in particular. I felt it was a good topic for December. And I mentioned at the beginning of this episode that here we are like November 30th right into December 1st. December 1st is my mom's birthday. She passed away in 2012. And as I mentioned, she was claircognizant. So I thought maybe this was a good time to tell her story. She was a very interesting person and she had a lot of problems in this life, but she was a good lady and she did the best she could. You know, her and I were very, um, estranged. We did not get along for a majority of my adult years. We tried. We did the best we could, but she had a lot of emotional baggage from earlier in her life before I was born, and she never got the proper help for that. So um, that's part of the reason I'm a real big fan of doing your shadow work and working on you and working on whatever it is that this life has dealt to you that you're struggling with or that is preventing you from being your best self, or maybe preventing your magic from working to the best of its ability. Now, as I said, my mom was also claircognizant. She did not really develop that ability until she was well into her 50s. She did not really develop that ability on purpose. She didn't even know what it was. And it started really coming out of her in her 50s, which is about the age it started coming out of me. About the time I hit 50, things started changing up seriously. I mean, my spiritual beliefs changed radically. My magic practice started changing radically. And um, things started working for me. Now, it wasn't quite as good of a, a story for my mom. She was very, 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 very religious. Very religious. Like, she never questioned anything. And she was probably the biggest fan of angels there ever were. She was in love with the concept of angels, and she completely believed in angels. But um, she also believed that they are there to help us unconditionally, but it is a grave sin to try to talk to them. As if you talk to any spirit, you're going to burn in hell. 
Now, it never made much sense to me, to be honest with you. Why would angels be bound to help us as she swore up and down? They are bound to help us, but you cannot ask for their help or you'll burn in hell. What is up with this? I don't know. It was just how she was taught, and it's what she believed, and she took that to the grave. Well, here's the conflict I always had. How can a divine being be bound to help us, but we will be damned for all of eternity if we even try to talk to these beings? It didn't make sense to me. Then, later in life, once I started kind of dabbling in magic, I started learning that one thing you have to do in order to receive their help is actually acknowledge them and ask them for help. They're not going to just step in and interfere, typically. I think there are emergency situations where where people do receive help, but who knows? Maybe they're crying out in the moment, you know? Maybe they're asking for help that moment, either in their thoughts or verbally. We don't know. They don't say that in the news stories, you know, or in the endearing stories we read about online or wherever you hear about stuff like that happening. So, yeah, it just, it always created a little bit of a conflict for me. She loved angels and she desperately wanted contact with angels and she wanted to be surrounded by angels, but she felt that it was a grave sin to speak to one. So for that reason... To this day, I feel a little bit sad for my mom every time I think about her great love she had for angels, these divine beings, and she was too terrified to ever talk to them because of the boundaries her religion provided for her. She always felt like she was going to never attain that level of divinity when she crossed over if she even tried to talk to an angel because she would burn in hell for it, right? So I thought maybe... You know, since we are kind of working up to it anyway, and I've touched on angels a little bit so far, not tremendously, but a little bit. And then we had Gratitude November. Maybe December could be dedicated to getting in touch with one's guardian angel, because that is the angel that is closest to you at all times from the minute you come into this world until the day you take your last breath. You will always have your guardian angel with you. And they're not hard to reach. So we're going to talk about guardian angels. We're also going to kind of dedicate this monthly effort to my mom. We're going to call her Aunt Dolores. The reason I call her Aunt Dolores is because I was an only child, so all of my cousins always called her Aunt Dolores. And at the end of her life, we had team Aunt Dolores kind of helping take care of her. And it was just what everyone called her. I even started calling her Aunt Dolores sometimes to my cousins. And it was just a way for us to all kind of reconnect and talk to each other and bond over, you know, a, a depressing situation. So yay, here's to my mom, Aunt Dolores, and her love of angels. Makes sense, right? Guess what? My birthday's in December also. So kind of a special month. And I've since last spring got to meet my guardian angel team. I met someone who is extraordinarily gifted at contacting and communicating with angels. Set up an appointment. Actually, I've had a couple appointments and I got to know my angel team and a little bit about them as well as some techniques to help a person make contact with their guardian team their main guardian angel, some of the techniques, oh my gosh, they work amazingly, amazingly well. 
And it wasn't until I started really developing an interest in communicating with my angels that I I had no idea it had ever been such a controversial hot topic over the centuries. Apparently, like with any magical practice, the wealthy elite always tells people, you can't have it. We can have that. You can't. Or the magical elite or whoever's holding that information. Or it's just bad information that keeps getting repeated or nobody tries other things. I'm not really sure. It's not hard to connect with your guardian angel team, people. But I tell you what, if you read history and you read past books and whatever, whatever, there's all this stuff you have to isolate for a year and a half and you have to do all these radical things and you and even then it's up in the air whether you ever have contact and it's almost an unobtainable wish and, you know, they made it too hard in my opinion. Your guardian angel is always with you. Now, this is somebody you don't even know their name. You don't have to know their name. You just have to acknowledge their existence. And you can go to your guardian angel for any of your shadow work, to help you with life decisions, to help guide you. The sky's the limit. You just need companionship. You need someone to just be there when you're afraid. That's your go-to angel right there. And I've found that my guardian angel I don't want to compare to the Archangel Raziel entirely. Raziel is really known as kind of like that gateway angel that's going to help you make communication with other spirits and other angels. So my guardian angel works similarly, not so much that she really goes out there and goes and finds those spirits and helps me, you know, connect to them. But once I do a ritual or I do connect to a spirit, She helps that line of communication work clearly and very concisely, actually. And I know she's always there. I actually have a team of four angels. And then my friend that passed away um, four and a half years ago told, and this this person I went to described her to a T. He said, yeah, she's going to be part of your, your guardian team. Uh, I guess there's a process you can go through once you cross over on the other side. And she's actively becoming more and more one of my guides. Well, you know what? I've been in contact with her since she passed away and crossed over, and I I couldn't believe it when I first heard her. Well, she yells at me to wash my dishes and keep my house clean, and she does hang around and help me with some mundane stuff, and she's still the friend she always was, but I consider her to be absolutely part of my guardian team. Now, humans do not cross over and turn into angels. Angels are a being in and of themselves. A lot of people get this really misconstrued and a lot of mixed up stuff going on here. You see it in advertising and TV shows and movies and storybooks and you name it. People think that you die and you go to heaven and you turn into an angel. Well, you know, that's a nice thought and everything, and it's it's lovely to have that assumption, I suppose. It gives you comfort when someone passes or whatever, but it's just not the case. Angels are their own type of energy being. They are not humans, but they are bound to help us. So we're going to do a little bit more with the angel work and get into that. Next week, I'm going to review a book that just recently came out on how to contact your guardian angel, and I loved it. It is a great book. 
it got a lot of crap from people. They were expecting one thing, they got another, so of course people have to put it down. But we're going to go over that book next week. I'll tell you what it is at that time. But I just kind of wanted to, um, yeah, tell tell you a little bit about all this. But how does that tie into last month? We talked about gratitude. You said that was going to tie into December. What's gratitude got to do with angels? Okay, whenever you have gratitude for anything, it's going to make your energy stronger. It's going to make your magic stronger. And when you're working with spirits, if you have gratitude for that task they helped you with before they even help you, So when you're communicating your need to them, have gratitude when you communicate that need to them. It's going to get your point across clearer. You're going to be more sincere in the moment. You're going to be more clear in the moment. You're going to have some emotional attachment to the situation in the moment. And it's going to help you bond with those spirits that you work with, especially if you go to the same spirit a lot. If you have gratitude and you really appreciate what they're doing for you, you know, it's just going to help your communication with them. It's going to help your working relationship with them. And on the topic of getting in touch with your guardian angel and learning your guardian angel and getting to know your guardian angel, one thing that's going to help you tremendously is gratitude. Why is that? Gratitude does all kinds of good stuff for our psyche. But one thing is if you can go out, like I had mentioned, you know, start your gratitude journal. You're going to start seeing the good and therefore the beauty in even the smallest little positive things. And if you can see the beauty in even the smallest little positive things, that's a step in the right direction. So one of the steps I learned about communicating with my angel team is I do what I call active meditation. I am not able to just sit and meditate. Like you see people sitting with their eyes closed, peacefully meditating. I can't do that. It don't work. I'm, I got too hyper of a mind. I'm not sure what's wrong with me. I've got some kind of ADD thing going on. That does not work. I have been in the habit for a few years now. I do most of my best communication with spirits, my my best realization of ideas, creativity, even my shadow work, everything when I'm out walking outdoors. So I hook up the dogs and we go for a walk. And once they kind of get their energy burned off initially, you know, we go to the park and mess around for a while and then we go on a nice long walk. And once they're kind of settled into a zone of walking and I don't have to give them quite as much attention on that walk, I go into my own mind and that's where I start doing my magic and stuff. At that same time, when I'm out there walking around and I'm doing my thing with the dogs and they're sniffing and they're checking stuff out and everything. I try to start noticing all of those things in nature, the sounds, the sights, the things with different textures, the way things feel, breezes blowing, temperatures, sounds of birds, any kind of animal sounds, textures of rocks, trees, leaves, different flowers. I try to notice all I can. Even though I'm in in a town setting, in a city setting, anything natural, I try to take notice of it and appreciation of it. It may seem really trivial and really small, but when you start really appreciating natural beauty and you're connecting to nature in any shape, way, or form, you're going to start having a lot easier time connecting to your guardian angel. 
I don't care who it is. Now, there may be different things for different personality types. Like I said, it's really hard for me to just sit and meditate. You know, it's very hard for me. It doesn't happen. I have to do an active meditation. I can meditate while I'm exercising. Like, that's fine. Yard work, working on my flower garden, taking a walk, any of that. If you ask me to sit there and cross my legs and close my eyes and meditate, that ain't going to happen. I'll be up making a sandwich or something or doing something else. It'll last about 10 seconds and I'm done. So I learned that method of meditation. And then when I met this angel person that I connected with, it was recommended. Well, I'd already been doing that. And that's when I already did my magic. And that's when I was connecting to other spirits that I was currently working with on problems or tasks or whatever I needed resolved in my life. So why not use that time to connect with your guardian angel? And you know what? My life just keeps getting better and better and better. And it's not that I'm just bringing in oodles and oodles of riches and, you know, untold sums of money or anything. It's not that my life is getting rich in other ways. So there's a lot to be learned from your angel team. And it's not something that you just, you know, I'll try it for a month and uh, whatever. Make this a lifelong thing. Make this your best friend. Make this effort to get to know your guardian angel. And don't make it a stress. It needs to be stress-free. It needs to be easy and feel good. And don't push it. Don't do it as a place of desperation or a place of demanding. You need to be relaxed. And you almost need to um, be focused on your angel, but not care if you hear from them or not. It's hard to explain. If you're a little bit on the... um, I don't care when it happens. I just know it will eventually side of the coin. You're going to have the best luck. So I'm going to leave that there and um, let you have some of that food for thought. You know, I I am really excited about this. Not everyone celebrates the holiday season the same way. I know that like Christmas is kind of universally recognized around the globe on many different countries and stuff like that, but not everyone celebrates it. Not everyone comes from that kind of background, but there are tons and tons and tons and tons of holidays that all different kinds of people this type of year celebrate, depending on your culture, your background, what your spiritual path is, whatnot. And a lot of times these holidays this time of year is about feeling good, happy times, gift giving, being generous to others, anything like that. Well, in the holidays surrounding Christmas, a lot of times we hear about angels. A lot of times that comes up, Christmas angels. You put them on the top of the Christmas tree. People associate this time of year with things that are holy and angels fit into that. They just pop up all over the place this time of year. So I thought, you know, this is a good year to focus on our guardian angels and give them a little bit of love and a shout out and see if I can get a few of you interested in learning about that and incorporating that into your magic practice. So let's make it a good month. All right. And I might have some guests on to talk about this topic. You never know. Could happen. All right. Let's draw a tea tag and a fortune cookie slip. I've got, I didn't mention this, giant dog and micro dog are here taking a nap in the studio. So I don't know if you've heard him snoring. Okay. Tea tag. Let things come to you. Hey, maybe one of those things will be your guardian angel. It's already there, though. It's already there. And for your fortune cookie slip, 
Make it a rule of life never to regret and never to look back. Now, you can look back for learning purposes. You know, you don't want history to repeat itself, but just don't have any regrets. You can look back, just no regrets. All right, so all of you lottery ticket players out there, here are your lucky numbers. Get your pencils ready. 8, 53, 42. Hey, we're in episode 42. 2, 51, and 34. So let's repeat those again because I was talking. 8, 53, 42, 2, 51, 34. How weird is that? (laughs) Episode 42, and I drew one that has 42 in it. Okay, things like that just kind of happen when you turn magical. You just have little cool synchronicities flowing into your life in weird little ways. I think that's all I got this week. I hope you've had fun. I hope you're looking forward to the upcoming month on Guardian Angels and Angel Work. And I will catch you next time. So until then, keep a smile on your face. Keep a bounce in your step. Keep practicing your magic. Continue to write in your gratitude journals. And oh my gosh, if you did not hear the Moldavite theme back last spring, go back and listen to those episodes. Get yourself some mantra beads and find some chanting to do because it will help you. Oh my gosh, I'm telling you, you could probably even write a mantra to help you connect with your angels. I should try that. I'm already in touch with my angels, though. I don't know how that would work. Anyway, you know what I mean. Go do some magic stuff. I'll catch you next week. Bye-bye. Thanks for sticking around after the show. Oh my gosh, so many changes and so many things to tell all of you about. We are officially in rerun mode. What does that mean for you? Well, hey, if you listen on your favorite podcast app, nothing is going to change. You will always be able to go back and listen to your favorite episodes and guest spots anytime you want, just as you always have. Again, nothing will change for those of you that use your favorite podcast app. Next, the website will change a little bit. It will change to www.podpage.com slash random dash illusions, or you can listen directly off the host site, www.randomillusions.buzzsprout.com. Links are now in every episode show notes. Check it out. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash radio. Twitter.com slash GOST radio. If you love YouTube, don't forget to subscribe to the Random Illusions Podcast YouTube channel, the GOST radio YouTube channel, and TikTok. Don't forget to follow us there. Links are down in the show notes. Exclusively for the listener base of Random Illusions, Tim and I are going to continue our coffee.com divinations. Just let us know if you want a rune reading by Tim or a tarot reading by Shasta and what your question is. Give us about two business days and we will respond with a thorough answer to your question, giving you some insight and maybe a little inspiration as well. 
If you would like to follow Tim and I as we jump into our new leadership roles and all of the new projects we are presenting and working on, don't forget to hit us up. Facebook, privately, Tim Cheesebrow, Shasta Michaels, Random Illusions, or just shoot us an email at magic, M-A-G-I-C-K, at randomillusions.com. And we will send you links as to where you can keep tabs on all of our future endeavors and adventures. And hey, you may want to get involved yourself. You never know. All right. Keep your eyes and ears peeled. We will be announcing when we will be back. We'll see you then. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.